Uh, welcome over here to the channel. This video is sponsored by Hillsdale College. We're going to be actually spicing or uh, changing this one up just a little bit. We got my guy over there who's big giant man of a beast is going to be taking my seat here in a little bit. And he's going to be telling you guys uh, some stuff as well. So it wants to be like a guest interview esque, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to peace out here in a second. He's going to pop in here after mm -hmm. we go through some of the Ukraine war stuff. I know you guys like the, the combat footage or not combat footage, but the combat stories. stories. So we got, we got some for you. So it's, it's going to be kind of good. Now the U S uh, in Ukraine, apparently they've started negotiations on my bilateral agreement on security guarantees is going to start next week, which I don't really know why this is even becoming news because this is something that's been happening over the last year and some, some change. It's that, been longer than that. I don't know. It's when they gave up their nukes, we promised that we would take care of them. You know <laughs> what I mean? Still so, talking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but the Ukraine is seeking to get secure, or excuse me, they're going to attempt to secure reliable guarantees for this transition period before it joins the alliance of countries from Europe and North America. So mm -hmm. I don't really know how, I don't know. The year, the guarantees I, I, apparently are going to also uh, cover defense. I would like to think support. that Ukraine's had a warm and fuzzy just from the amount of military aid that's been provided to them after Russia invaded that country. But yeah, we'll get something a little bit more concrete than that. Hey, they, they want guarantees that's going to cover their defense and financial support. Oh, and sanctions in Russia. Don't forget about that. Um, that's, I don't know. I don't know. Did you know Russia was also uh, raping prisoners and electrocuting their genitals? Found this out this morning. This is something that uh, I think I touched on last year, but now they actually have a, uh, these photos have came out, not of like men that have actually had their genitals electrocuted, but. Um, I think of the like, torture rooms of the yeah, 30. I think it was 30, yeah, 35 uh, of these. They have 35 okay. uh, torture chambers evidence from different of 35 of them. Excuse me. I did, a, here song. I did a story on one when you were gone out of Zaporizhia where yeah. like the, it was just a tiny little Ukrainian basement that they had turned into like a torture room. And there was like a bloody footprint on the table oh, really? and all. Yeah, dude, it's creepy as hell. Big blood stain on the wall, like oh, over yeah, behind see, it. They had a couple different, they had a gas mask that they had taped oh, around the, the, uh, the filter. So that when they put it on, it like suffocates them. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just creepy. There's a little electric shock things. There was uh, uh, what do you call it? The soldering iron. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm -hmm. little soldering irons, and apparently they're using that and sticking it into male genitals, if you will, like on the tip. Or they're they're also like hacking limbs off, and then they're soldering them closed with that. Like there's all sorts of weird stuff they're doing, man. It's yeah, allegedly. Yeah, I know. Allegedly, I know. allegedly, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just the thought of, I, just, I mean, I just got done doing it. You guys don't know I've been doing this cold plunge routine. I bought a cold plunge. Over the, I've been doing it the last four days. It's phenomenal. I, I mean, it's not phenomenal feeling when you're inside of it. Once you get out, you feel great. But I couldn't imagine my genitals inside of that thing. You know, I couldn't imagine having something prodded in the end of it. I don't even doubt that, that for some reason. Have you ever been resignated real? Have you ever been checked for STDs? No. Oh yeah. You have a few times. Even, oh, even the, God. even the Q-tip going in hurts. Uh, like I can imagine a, f like a flaming Q-tip going in. How many Q-tips have that. you shoved, shoved in your wiener? I haven't personally shoved any inside of there. The doctors do it or the nurses <laughs> or whoever. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, just the thought of that. How do we even get on this conversation? Um, they also said that they're going to be, they, they were raped with foreign objects, which is one of those things I, I think I've, I touched on last year. I think I remember talking about this, uh, but 36 people said their genitals were actually electrocuted during these interrogations while others were threatened with mutilation of their genital areas. God bless it. 
Oh my god! Oh, and they were apparently the words that they had to throw this one in there. They had to uh, recite, and they were forced to learn pro-Russian slogans, poems, and mm-hmm. songs. You know what? The first, the first thing I thought about when I read that, you know that stupid thing at Third ID, the dog face soldier song. I. <laughs> It's like the first thing I thought of for some reason. They were forced to recite and remember something really Just stupid. And I always stuff. The dog face soldier with yeah. a rifle on my like, I, <laughs> I still remember that. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. You remember? Yeah. It's pretty bad. I can do you remember some of it? You, you could actually pull it up and play it. I, I dude, you, you, come on. I, I'm sure it exists. Hold on. I, I for some reason you're thinking about it. Um uh dog face. You know that dog used to have testicles too? Why they neuter the dog? You know, you know the one at the very beginning when you drive on a base. Yeah, on building one. Yeah. So Walt Disney's the one that designed and made the dog. Oh, for really? The base. Yeah. So one of the generals' wives after World War Two, or of course it was after World War Two, she thought it was uh, like not good to look at. So they took the genitals off the dog. He used to have balls. Did you know that? I learned that. It was one of those things when, when you were sending me to go be a, a sergeant, go learn stuff. You learned that I had to learn neutered. that the dog got neutered. Wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, did, you, gonna, did you bring that up in your promotion board? No, I didn't. Oh, my like, promotion board is kind of Hey, you know, I said you're sitting over there, and he was using it. He was a sergeant as well. Hey, uh, Loja, you ready for this? Did you know that I actually got kicked out of my first board, like legitimately straight kicked out? You don't really? remember me kicked out? Oh my God! That, you don't remember me getting kicked out? You were f- there. I was. What happened? Yes. Did you forget something? My hair. It was too long. Yes. Oh yeah, and then you, you shaved it bald. <laughs> you. <laughs> Next yeah. level. I remember that. So they, so they, what did they say? Oh, dude, I walked in and they made me do like. It was dude. inside regs. Yeah, it yeah. was inside regs, but this guy was a. F- yeah, yeah, so I got a hold. <laughs> I walked in. You know, you've been practicing this bull. Facing movements, you get in there, you do, 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 and you stand there and you say your shit. This guy said, Turk, or what did he say? He didn't call me sergeant. He said, I don't remember. He said, Turkla, is your, hair, is your hair in regs? And I said, Yeah, it is. He said, No, go get, go get, go get your, go get your NCR, go get whoever. And he had to, he, I had to go out and he had to go in. And he came out and he said, You're done. I said, What? Wow. So I went back the next month, of course. Yeah. Bicked as yeah. No hair, bald, shaved, mm-hmm. nothing. Nada. Nada. But we were actually like the uh, the the redheaded stepchild of that whole battalion. I'll tell you what happened like when I was getting ready to leave to go to the queue, right? No. Like they'd give me a platoon. <laughs> they'd give me a platoon like after we got home for I, and God knows how many, like why, because I got in trouble. Oh, yeah. Like you before. Trouble, yeah, yeah. So, but they'd give me a platoon as soon as we get back home and I didn't give a shit. We had dudes that were stop lost and everything. And I was just like, one of the dudes that was in my platoon was stop lost. I was like, go home. Don't come back. Send me a text. I just want to know that you're alive. Right. And so like, I'm, I'm not going to make this guy come in for PT in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's getting out in like 30 days. I don't, I don't give a about him. He's fine. So this dude's doing his own thing for like 30 days and like Saturday rolls around and he goes to check out on terminal leave. And so he's at like battalion staff duty and that freaking battalion sergeant major comes out and sees this guy with like long hair checking out on terminal mm-hmm. leave. And he loses on the guy, like loses it. And my my phone starts ringing off the freaking hook. And like all of a sudden I, I get calls from like the first sergeant and the first sergeant's chewing my ass because of one of my dudes. And I got to go see the sergeant major on Monday morning. I was like, fine, sweet. So I pulled up the regs, right? Like I actually pulled up like 670-1 and I found the paragraph on hair and specifically what it says about hair. This is the, this is the kind of guy he was. When we were and in. I print that off and I fold it up and I put it in my pocket. 
And I go in to go see the sergeant major, and he's like, Sergeant Tordio, you need to be enforcing standards and blah, 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 blah. This guy is like, first of all, Sergeant Major, he's going on terminal leave, right? Like, what do you care? And he's like, no, it's bull****. Well, he's in the military. He's here. He needs. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, so what do you want me to enforce? He's like, the standard. You're an NCO. You should be enforcing the standard. I was like, okay. Well, according to AR670-1, it says that when combed over from the top, the hair can't fall over the ear. It absolutely says nothing to do about the hair touching the ear when it grows out, which is your current complaint. And he's like, that's not true. I was like, yes, it is. He's like, no. I was, and I was like, okay, well. He's like, you want me to show you the regulation? I was like, here's a f- copy of it, Sergeant Major. <laughs> and pulled it out of my pocket and gave it to him without highlighting where it was at. And he like looked at it. And I was like, maybe that's the old regulation, but this is the new one, the standard that you want me to enforce. And he was inside of it. He's like, get the f- out of my office. Like, just, <laughs> I was like, I'm f- out, dude. Uh, like, I'm not dealing with this. Oh, like, the army. I, I I miss certain aspects of it, but I, I absolutely despised. I was not a garrison guy. I was terrible. I was horrendous. I hated. I hated. I hated everything about that portion of, of that life. I did. I did pull up the dog face soldier lyrics. Hey, where were you at, Lojo? Where, where were you? Where were you stationed at? Hundred first. Hundred first. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think everybody knows where hundred first is at, but yeah, maybe, they, maybe they fucking I don't know. It's the non <laughs> the non airborne <laughs> airborne unit. <laughs> the, yeah. The non. What would you guys do? The non airborne airborne unit. <laughs> Aerosol, they don't, they said, but I, they had to keep it though. I blouse my pants with the black beret. I wouldn't give a bean to be a fancy pants marine. I can't believe, I, I, I can't believe this is something. Do we have to sing this every morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know they force you to sing this every morning before PT when you're stationed there? No. Yeah. You got, really? Yeah. No. Oh my I mean, yeah. I, I, God. You didn't know this? No. Oh my dude, did you guys not do this kind of stuff where you guys are at? Maybe we did. Dude, this was, was a long time ago. I don't know. I, I remember this is some of the dumb stuff I remember. Like I remember being forced to wear like fucking eye pro for no reason oh, yeah. at times. You're like, why am I wearing eye pro? There's nothing gonna happen. There could dust in my eye. But so Dang. now that that would be really cool back in like the late forties. Yeah. Like after World War Two. This was like a whole World War Two thing, by the way. This is like it's tradition. It's like, yeah, I know. It's like really cool back like back when they were wearing this helmet right here. You know, like, so I found out this actually may have been a dent that was in purpose, on purpose. Why? I didn't even think about that. Because they would flip the helmet over and use it as a, as a bucket, like to shave it. Oh, water and yeah. And hold it up. So it doesn't roll. So it doesn't roll. Did you know, I, I got bought this over in France. Yeah. Uh, did you see this, a fourth ID helmet? Yeah, no, How's it make you feel about your life? I love old stuff, old military stuff. Wait, what year did you come in? Hold on, no, 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 they, don't, don't talk to him yet. Don't talk. We'll bring him on oh, here in a second. Yeah. We'll bring him on here in a second. We'll bring him on here in a second. Just We're keep him, him hidden. Yeah, keep him hidden in the background. We're gonna. I know we wanted to. Do you want to bring up that Trump stuff that was always? He's like a woman in always, Afghanistan. Always, <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Actually, <laughs> shouldn't be seen or heard. Shut up. <laughs> when I was in Egypt, all the women were like that. Yeah, it's not just Afghanistan. That's their culture. Yeah. that's that's the religion. That's why you don't let Cammy come in here. Keep her. I need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop. You're gonna get tr- yourself in trouble. Yeah. Oh yep, my yep. god. I, did, you I want, told you about that, right? Dude, your wife. Some no, it's uh, nothing with my wife. No, but I'm like your some wife woman, is, like is definitely not on page with those kind of jokes. No, <laughs> she, she's definitely not. No, on. if I start like uh-uh. bad mouthing women, like it's just not good for me, she's man. Not like it's not good for my home jokes. life. And she's a great woman. Like while we're at it, like she's a great, great woman. Love her to death. Oh, yeah, but you can't. Love you, sweetie. Yeah, bad mouth any type of woman stuff. She just gets on you. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now she doesn't get on me, but she's like really mad. She's like, I will come on that podcast and debate you anytime. She's oh, like, I will come on and I will debate you. 
any time about women, women and every, yeah. Oh my god, and she probably she would too, man. Like, she wouldn't win that battle though. That would be a battle. I'll let she, her do you. Like I'll let her battle you because like you can't like I can't like <laughs> I would battle. There's certain things that I can't say. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you can say. Yeah. Like I'm. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I just so know bad, better. Though. Where I'm just like I'm just gonna. I would hold back. I don't know if I would though. I, she would be. She would leave you so mad at me. Oh yeah, this microphone would be broken. <laughs> like his wife was. Nah, his, wife, his wife wants to have a have a debate on why women should be allowed in the infantry. And oh no, 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 absolutely not. She's way. She's actually oh, she's against, against. No, that. yeah, she's oh, against. Okay. Like, yeah, she's yeah, she's got a different view on things. And I, I don't mean I want to talk about her views. You know what I mean? Oh, but okay. like, no, she's she's got like very conservative views on things. But she's also feminist at the same time when it comes to certain aspects. Not like hardcore, like burn my bra feminism. You know what I mean? But like equal rights type, will pay like all of that, like all the good stuff, right? But at the same time, recognizes that there is a difference between a man and a woman. Yeah. Like physically, there's a difference between a man and a woman, and like oh, men I, have roles and I, women yeah, have yeah. roles. So like you've got like the same traditional type. Th- it's yeah. really interesting. Okay. It's more central than anything else. It's like I, we'll I, take thought, I thought you were gonna come on and try to debate the whole infantry inside the. No, absolutely uh, not. Okay. No, absolutely not. My, my my aunt's kind of the same way. This is her. Mm-hmm. Very hardcore, almost almost slightly, almost. Would you think she's a feminist? But she's not, and she's kind of she leans right. But she's like, no, no, no. I don't think women should be in the infantry at all. No, <laughs> like she, at all. I think they can do everything else, but they just, that was one thing they probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah, no. they would agree. I would agree. It's kind of like. Well, your, your wife or even my wife, she couldn't pick him up from full gear. When you guys see Lojo here in a second, you'll understand what I mean. Like him in full gear, he probably weighs 260 pounds. Mm-hmm. Easy. Give or take. Easy, yeah. right? Probably add 45, 50 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he weighs a lot of, like, what do you weigh, 215 dry? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you're actually, yeah, you're right. You're probably 270, 280. 260, 270 all day. You ain't picking that. I can't even drag you around. Are you kidding me? Take what the hell? You know what I mean? I would struggle picking you up. Be like, all right, give me three more guys. Give me a whole squad over here. We got yeah. Lojo's out. We got to pick him up. You know what I mean? Just like, just like it happen. There's just certain positions in life that, I mean, I can't make babies either. So it is what, actually, I just made a baby. One with the pound town. I got one coming out in October, but it's not inside of me. You pass it off. I pass it off. Yeah. I say, here you go. Enjoy. Now you get to implode in size. And that was just such a romantic way <laughs> of describing having a baby with your wife. Like, I went to. Pound town. I did. Created that baby. I, I, we, actually, we actually figured out like when, yeah, when like it was. You, you sound like a rapist talking no, about No, I conceiving don't. <laughs> no, come on now. That is not true. Lojo, I, Lojo doesn't believe I'm a rapist. My wife no. doesn't think so either. Don't, that's terrible. Don't ever say that. Hey, if you guys didn't know this, history, economics, and the great works of literature, that is the meaning of the United States Constitution. Did you guys study any of these things while you guys were in school? Probably not. Probably not. Or even if you did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed the basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it. I'm sure you guys live a busy life, as we all do. Now, because you guys might think to yourself that you may not have time to learn something new, but time is actually all you have. You're sitting here listening to this right now. You should use as much of it as you possibly can to discover things that make you better and help you guys know what is best. Yes, since 1844, and yes, I did say this correctly, 1844 with a big E-I-G-H-T, type type 18, okay. Hillsdale College has been providing an education in faith, freedom, and character because they believe in the virtuous citizen is the best defense for liberty. That's why they've taken some of some of the best courses and have made them them available free. The ones that they teach on another campus, you guys can get them online right now for free. If you guys want to learn, who doesn't want to learn something for free? That's right. 
for free. The U.S. Constitution, C.S. Lewis, the Book of Genesis, World War II, my favorite. Plato, Aristotle, everything, free market economics. If any of these things sound interesting and maybe even a bit intimidating, then let Hillsdale College be your guide. Over 3 million people have taken a Hillsdale College online course. There are 39 free courses to choose from. They're easy to follow. They're self-paced, and you get to start whatever you guys want. In fact, you guys can start right now. It's everything you guys need all in one place with no long-term commitment. Learn when you want and where you want. Enroll now for Hillsdale's Not For Credit online course program. It's free, it's fun, and it will change the way you guys understand our country, the world, in the place that you live in. So go right now to hillsdale.edu slash rob to enroll. There's no cost. It's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash rob. The register will be linked to the very top of the description. Now, Lojo, yep. I want to bring you on because you're the man of the hour. Actually, you know what? Hold on one sec. The Trump piece. You never uh, even brought it up. No, nope, want you to sure bring didn't. it up. We he got indicted again. Okay, so is this one worse than the last one? Is this one actually going to go anywhere? It and might. I mean, it depends on the evidence that they actually have. So it, I, I read a couple pages deep into the indictment um, on him, but it would seem, it would seem that it's a lot more than just. It's funny because up front it complains about him lying, you know, saying, "Hey, he knowingly lied to the American public," but it also acknowledges that that wasn't a crime. Mm-hmm. Where it starts to dive into a crime on at least his first count was they're claiming that allegedly right, he had set up. Uh, basically false electorates in other states and tried having that information submitted to the United States government to be accounted officially. And that they were lied to about why they were doing it in the first place. They got told that they were doing it in the first place because it seemed like, and it's really kind of weird when you read into it, but it seemed like they were saying that in the event that they're able to prove Biden had some type of false... um, what do you call it? Voter fraud. You know, there's some voter fraud or something like that in there. And those would become the official ones that they'd send those up. Allegedly. Okay. And so that if they have proof of that, obviously that's a big difference. It's not just inciting riots and all sorts of, you know, crap, whatever. Hillary Clinton claimed that elections have been falsified in the past. Nobody indicted her. You know what I mean? This is what looks like they might have actual proof up against them. So way to go. Trump is doing some more Trump things. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, we keep talking about this counteroffensive side of Ukraine and how it's very slow. Ukraine officials have not actually stated, once again, if they've committed any new units to this southern region. They will say that, I guess, I, I'm not going to say that. They've said they committed one unit that's, that's equipped with Western armor, and they're saying in at least one very important area. Very vague statement. Now, mines and more mines, that's the problem right now. Which is not super, super shocking. No. Uh, you, you give the Russians about nine to 12 months to set up in an area, you're going to be screwed, blued, and tattooed, stuck with a bunch of mines, mines, and layers of defenses, tank traps, obstacles, everything. That's, it's like the biggest issue right now and why it's going so slow. And the, I mean, I, 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 I've never been stuck in an area where I have to clear a minefield. I've had to clear, we've all had to clear through IED stuff. That's not really us. We're just like... But step, not minefields. Not a minefield. Step on your buddy's footprints and follow the guy in front of you. That's literally mm-hmm. all I could tell you. But past that, the guy waving the wand in the front is the guy that's leading the way. And hopefully but, nothing happens. I mean, even on but top of all that, that you still have got like machine guns overwatching them, yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's a it's massive choke point that they got to work through. Mega choke point. Yeah. And, it's, and that, that, that's, that's another thing that they're kind of getting screwed on vehicle-wise is they're getting stuck in these choke points and they're getting throttled by artillery. I mean, absolutely throttled. What, how many shells are they shooting today? Who? Uh, well... We're uh, our side shooting six. They're shooting like 50. Yeah, between 30 to 50 yeah, yeah, yeah. estimate. Depends on day, 50. but yeah. 
So generally around, around 40, 50, 50. Almost, almost 50, 30 to 50,000 shells a day are being shot from the Russian side. I mean, that's insane. I don't even like, it's hard for me to fathom. It really is really difficult for me to fathom that amount of artillery being launched at a single point or a single time. <laughs> it's just hard for me to actually go like, it's wild, dude. I don't even seem real. And then the fact that the Russians actually able to keep up with it. And I will say, I keep seeing this, this, I'm not going to say a narrative that's being pushed, but it, I'm starting to see it start coming out from like places like CNBC. CNN hasn't said it yet, but CNBC actually put a piece out uh, today stating that they're, they're, they believe that there's a chance, a possibility that we're going to end up having talks and peace negotiations starting very soon where the U.S. is going to be mitigating this and trying to actually get that to actually happen, which... Russia, Putin's already said he doesn't want that, that he's not going to accept right. it. And You know why? Because he's probably smart not to accept it. Yeah, and Zelensky doesn't want it either. Zelensky, Zelensky wants all the Russians going to Zelensky's not in a good spot right now. I don't no, care what anybody... No, he's not. And, and that's what we... the comments don't, don't, don't believe this. Putin's in a better spot right now than Zelensky is. Putin controls everything in his country. And that's really, he's a, literally a dictatorship as, as, as much as you could possibly have one. Zelensky is underneath the fist in, I guess you'd say, he can't bite the hand that has fed him, but he's pissed off the the, uh, the leader over there in Pole, the Polish leader, mm. pissed him off. Oh, by the way, we didn't talk about the Polish and the... The, the helicopters going in, yeah. About that. Uh, but, we did a little bit, but the, I mean... This just happened the other day, and now they're moving, shifting more men over there. There's nothing going to happen, yeah. I don't think, between that, because I would actually spill into something a little bit bigger. Not entirely sure why those Belarusian helicopters decided to actually cross that line. Yeah, did, possibly. I don't accidental? know. I saw pictures that no, not accidental. No, there's no freaking way. No, they're gonna have like navigation points and stuff, and they clearly went over it, flew over a park, and then right back oh, into really? Belarus. Okay, yeah, I, no, did, I, I didn't was, look. I just saw it, and I was like, yeah, okay, two cool. military aircraft, and they've been and they've been you know punching each other back and forth over the last couple like weeks. So, if you're in a military aircraft flying close to the Polish border, you know where that damn border. Like you know where that border's at. I don't even care if your nav equipment came out. Like you nav by major landmarks yeah, on the yeah, ground, yeah. they know better. They, I mean, they should see land, major land, major landmark. Like, all right, we are way, we are clear. Right, like just turn left. They go, know better. Yeah. They know better. Well, that's kind of weird, though. If you think about it, why would they want to intrude on Polish airspace like at all? Just as it's just same bolstering, like going back and forth because mm-hmm. the Wagner's been training them. Wagner's been training up the Belarusian forces, apparently, allegedly. Great. Right, has that's been training great. up the yeah, Belarusian okay. forces. Poland's gotten pissed and has moved. I want to say it was two brigades over towards the Belarusian border in like prep for it. And Poland, Poland's actually um, doubling their military force this year because of all the crap that's going mm-hmm. on like between Belarus. So they're they're ramping up as if something's about to go down and they're not. I mean, I don't blame them. But at the same time, Belarus is not in a very good position. Putin saying that if Belarus, if if Pol- if the Poles attack Belarus, then Putin's going to fully back Belarus. Like Poland and Belarus are one. I wonder if they're trying to get the Belarusians are trying to get the Poles to attack them and just suck them in. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen though. I don't. Well, hey, you ready, big boy? Yes, sir. You ready? Okay, we're gonna have a special guest come on here for the back half of this video. I know. Hey, I, I'm, not, I'm not that fancy. I'm just going to, you're in a rotate. You can sit on my lap. And it's going to be good. No, just you come over here. I'm going right to let here. you and him talk. And you guys have never met until today. Correct. And I want you guys to keep your pants on, keep it. As, as rated R and PG per, as possible, somewhere in between there. No and we'll just roll with it. All right, so I'm sitting here with Lojo, I believe was his name. That was yeah, man. Me. Lojo, what do you do, man? What do I do? Oh, my gosh. Um, I make silly YouTube videos. Ah, That's one of the things I do. I that may, only makes sense if you're friends with Rob that you're doing YouTube videos. And you're wearing right. a Guggen shirt. Does that mean that you are a Guggen yourself? Yeah, yeah, I am. I've been uh-huh. a Guggen for a couple years. Loving it. Two or three years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So you're big here. Big brand guy. Big brand guy. So you're here to tell some more stories. I happen to notice when we did the cold plunge, you have a giant infantry tattoo on your back. Dude, did you notice that? Yes. Did you barely Very large that? infantry tattoo oh my on your God. back. Dude, yes. let me tell you, I took so much for that tattoo. For those of you who don't know, so I was in the Army for about six years. Um, infantry, that's the key here. And you were infantry, Rob was mm -hmm. infantry. When you graduate basic training from infantry school and everything, I mean, you were kind of feeling like you're a bad. It's because you, know you I mean? are. It's because you are, but God you, loves you. You're really feeling yourself in that way. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling myself so much that I went out and that was only the second tattoo I've ever gotten, you know? And I was just like, I want the last four verses of the infantryman's creed on my back across the entirety. Big, bold letters. Back, bold. And, and they did it. You know, I think one of my friends even tried to talk me out of it, but you know, I was so into it. And I caught a lot of for that after the fact because then once you're once you go to your unit and once you you know deploy once and then you come back at that point you're not so much you're not like so much beating your chest and i'm proud to be an infantryman now at that yeah. point you're just like look this is this is some serious here you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i'm not worried about that or this i got to keep my guys alive got to keep right. myself alive you know that's really the only thing you're worried about at that point so it kind of became like a silly funny thing but yeah what did you think about it i mean it Seemed like an infantry tattoo. Like, I don't know. So I was like, damn, that man is proud to be in the infantry. Exactly. At one point yeah. in his life, he was anyways, you know, probably the worst tattoo I've ever seen from the military. Do you know the old school army logo? I think it's on like the army's main patch now, like big star. The, and all oh, that. the star. And it says like U.S. Army. Up yes. Underneath. So one of my dudes ended up going out and getting that on his thigh and had oh, it like, but, see, but it was all over. But it was the worst tattoo ever. He had to pay like 50 bucks for this thing. It was probably like yay big, but it all looked blown up and stretched out. It looked like they just took a. Yeah, it was oh, bad. So it's a bad tattoo, and it was a bad quality. Correct. Done. So it, wasn't uh, like, it was quality. horrible. Yeah, because at least just, mine was good quality. Like yeah. it looks good to this day. No, it but, looks good. Yeah. Um, dang, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of a really bad one that I've seen. Um, you know, you, you see a lot of CIBs, you mm -hmm. know, on people, which you know, a little small CIB. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But uh, my my friend got an EIB tattooed on him, which is an expert infantryman badge, which I thought was kind of lame but well, i mean that's because i don't have one so. well yeah there was a point where like everybody had cibs and nobody had eibs so True. there was dudes because the regulation says if you have a cib you're supposed to wear the cib and not your eib but yep. there were there were so few eibs during the height of the war that people started if they earned it they were more proud of the eib than yep. they were the cib that's exactly how my friend was and it, everybody had a cib in our unit like everybody you yeah. know what i mean so it wasn't a big deal. But no, I want to talk about everything, dude. I don't want to talk just about war. Y'all were talking about feminism and stuff before I came on. Oh, you were talking God. about Ukraine, which I know very little about. But um, I'm going to get more in trouble at home. How do you feel about the direction the Army's heading right now? So right now, the Army is like projected to be at a 40% recruiting deficit for this year. Yeah, I know. That what are your thoughts? That's not... You can't feel like that's a good thing, especially with everything going on in the world. You they, know what I mean? they just recalled... I think it was 400 troops out of the inactive reserve to send really? over to the European AOR because of everything that's going on over there. Oh my God. So critical shortage MOSs. So recruiting is way down and standards are way down, right? I mean, I, I read something that the army physical fitness test had been like altered again, like to cater to, is there, is there any they continue to, to change it. Yeah. They, they continue, continue to, to lax it. it. Like it's become 100%. easier and it's easier. Not that it's be, I mean, yeah, it's not that it's become easier and easier. They just continue to change it. So when we were in, they had, uh, is he still here? No, he walked away. So when we were in over in the third ID, they they had started kind of looking at incorporating females into the infantry 
and into combat arms MOSs, and we were in a combined arms battalion, so they started doing testing, and it was like practical testing, right? So if you wanted to be in the infantry, you had to be able to pull somebody out of a vehicle. Right. And they, yeah. they did it as like singles and pairs, and they're just constantly changing. And yeah. that's I think that's what we're seeing, is them okay. just constantly changing. Well, I mean, anytime your numbers are down like that, I can't imagine that's a good thing. But, I, dude, one of the reasons I got out, let's talk about that for a second, because I, I, I didn't feel like the military was heading in a great direction back then. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. You know what I mean? So now I imagine we're probably in worse shape troop-wise than then. But we have the nicest toys, though. I mean, we have the nicest shit. We do, know? but you can't just rely on technology. as you can't a just rely on it, for sure. Um, as we know, you got to have boots on the ground. You got to have people, you know, those gritty dudes that are just down there actually doing the sh- But I don't know, man. Um, I can't imagine we're in better shape now than when I got out in 2012. So that was, t- you know, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine we're in a better space. I know the Army's, you know, trying to become more uh, inclusive and they're trying to cater to everybody, like, you know, like a lot of other things that we're seeing, a lot of other places and people. You but, know, you um, know what my thought on it is what? like, sir, like everybody's familiar with what happened with Bud Light Yep, and, and how Bud Light just kind of went down the tubes after they supported Dylan Mulvaney. Right. And sent him yeah. that can. Yeah, they got crushed. I think the same thing's happening along with the military as well. Now there's people that are out there saying like, no, the economy's doing better. Why would I go join the military for like a pay job when I could go out and, you know, work and make twice as much? Why would I join the military for that? I think it's more than that though. I think that a lot of people that join the military come from military families and that, they or at least they know some of the military and they're all being told, I wouldn't freaking join right now if I were you. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I, I, I mean, think. That's, that's a huge underlying people. problem. <laughs> I'm probably hurting the army right now. Cause I, I tell people that all the time, but um, I think yeah, it, I think it's a great stepping stone for people to come up and out of where they were at. I think it's a huge stepping stone for people to get from poverty into a, a better position in life to, to acquire skills. They can take college for free while they're in. Like there's, there's a million benefits. There's a ton of programs, GI bill. I mean, that's why I joined. I had no plan, brother. Like I, my parents told me when I was 17, 18, they're like, look, I mean, I already knew, but they're like, look, we, we can't afford to send you to college. You know, like, I don't know if you have a plan, but you might want to figure something out. So I immediately already knew, well, I had to, I knew I was going to join the military because I was like a good football player, but not quite like good enough to go play big time college football. And then, but I wanted to do something like, you know, hard athletic or, you know, something where I could move. And I knew that if I went into the army for four years, that when I got out, the college would be paid for. Cause I knew that if I went straight to college after high school, anyways, I was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was going to flunk out for sure. Cause I just, wasn't studious at that time. I didn't want to read. I didn't want to study. So that was a great thing for me. I mean, it, it gave me time to think about, you know, what it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get out, you've got the benefits and the programs to help you get through college. So, I mean, certainly worked for me. So you're right. I mean, it's a great stepping stone. I always just, I always have a bad taste in my mouth. You know, the last year or two that I was in, you know, it was just really soured me on the whole, you know, on the military as a whole, but, you know, but overall, Loved it, of course. You know, wouldn't trade it for the world. But um, yeah, feminism. Girls in the military. Girls in the uh, in the not in the military. Girls in the infantry. I'm assuming you're not uh, you're not down with that. I'm not a. I, I think they can do it. And so here's the thing. I'm not against women being in the infantry. Okay. I think there's a couple things that need to be put in place, right? Like uh, one, I'd never want my daughter to be drafted. Hell no. Ever, ever, ever would I want my daughter to be drafted? I'd. I'd 
don't think it's smart for a nation. I just don't think it's it's wise to be able to do stuff like that, right? I think women absolutely have the ability. There's plenty of women out there that have the ability to perform at the infantryman level mm-hmm. or even above that in special operations. I think they have the ability to perform at that level. I think the issue is the military's ability to enact a policy or regulation that actually supports that and makes it fair across the board. Because I think far too often it's going to fall on OER and NCOER bullets of them, you know, like how come you haven't had any women pass? Well, because none have showed up that are good enough yet. Right. Yeah. And so that allows them to continue to lower the standards and it just weakens the force. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah. And it's not that women and women don't want that either. There's not women out there that don't want to meet the same standard or want to be good enough. Right. right. Not if we're being honest about the conversation, you know, about yeah. equality and what, like what it takes to, to make it. But yeah, make- yeah no, you were very well said. I mean, there's plenty of women out there who could physically do enough to be in an infantry situation, mm-hmm. but that's not even like the problem in my eyes. I mean, I see the problem in so many different ways. Um, I've had this conversation with my wife a million times. I heard you talking about your wife earlier, how like mm-hmm. she's like, she's, kind of pro-feminism, but not in that extreme way where you're just trying to say there's no difference between men and women. Like, mm-hmm. then you're just like, okay. Come there on, 100% even, is a difference between men and women. Well, right. Uh, physiologically, physically, right. mentally, hormones. You could be go down the list. Bone structure. Everything is different. But there are women who could physically do it. But when I think about women in combat, I think about situations that I was in, like 11 dudes on top of a mountain, you know, for like three months, you know, mm-hmm. cycling on and off, you know, you got 10 guys up on the ridge and then you got a platoon or two down at the bottom of the base. And, you know, when you're up on top of that hill, if you got 10 guys and one woman, let's just all use our imaginations and think, you know, what are the things that could go wrong here that couldn't necessarily go wrong if it was all men or less likely, um, sexual interactions, obviously, which can lead to a myriad of problems, pregnancy, STDs, you know, feelings getting involved. Infections when you're that Infections dirty, honestly. when you're that remotely located. Um, if, if it's not consensual, we're talking about a rape situation, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you got, got, got a couple guys who may not be the best character guys in the world. They might be really good in the combat setting, and you mm-hmm. might trust that guy with your life, but he's also not the type of guy you might trust with your daughter or your wife, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've known plenty of guys like that. Um, so you've got a, you know, a rape scenario, it would, it would almost certainly happen and start to happen. Well, it does have like rape in the military is it, it really underreported now. on. It happens. Sure. A ton. Exactly. And that's, and that's just men and women just associating on a day to day basis, like at a base. But we're talking about like infantry, you've got remote people that are out there. And I know? think realistically, if that was to happen, if you were to have a woman out with and a small team out there in the middle of freaking nowhere and a rape or something like that did happen that a lot of the team would lose their shit on of whoever co- did that. Of course. Yeah. Like I would murder that but motherfucker. That's correct. And so now you got all those kinds of issues sprouting up from this one, you know, problem, not a problem, but, and here's the thing, like my second tour, especially I worked with a few women, you know, we had a, um, we had a, um, I can't remember what her job was. We had two women specifically that I worked with the second tour. And they were mainly to help with female interactions, you know, female body searches. Um, they worked with the interpreters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, and they went on patrols with us and stuff, you mm-hmm. know I mean? You got to be pretty damn tough to, to go on like a seven or eight click patrol through, yeah. you know, through mountainous terrain in kit, in kit, Sucking. you know, it's, it's real life out there, you know, shit happens. In fact, one of them was wounded in combat. Like one of them uh, hit an IE or we, you know, we stepped on an IED or something and she got blown up and she survived. 
But um, so I've experienced firsthand women who can do it. You know what I mean? Like who could do, but there's just, there's so many other complications that will arise. Did you guys have any complications with the women that were serving with you? Well, like any of the things that you just described of, okay. Yeah. Did, did you have any issues like that? No, no, because there, those those women were only there for very short periods of time. They would come in with a convoy and we would run a mission and then they would be gone. So they weren't like living with us. Like mm-hmm. where I was, I was super remotely located in cops and I was never at a fob. You know what I mean? I was at, well, I was at a fob in Kandahar for like a, my first couple months of uh, my first tour. But I spent most of the time out and cops, you know, way out there at the edge of nowhere. So we never had any females staying on our so cops. we so the only time that i ever had that was we were so far out there that we were outside the uh the 30 minute magic window mm-hmm. uh, and we had to bring in a forward surgical team and have them actually like staged out there with us and they did do good work and they did save lives like being out there yeah. um they literally cracked a guy open like rib cage cracked him open and massaged his heart. Like they're oh my invaluable God. like to have out there on the front line to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, there was a female in there and I guess I don't, I don't want to tell people's personal secrets or anything like that, but there was definitely um, some stuff going on in between of her course. and another guy. And it, it's of just, it's unavoidable. That's what I'm saying. It's like that situation is unavoidable. I don't care what you tell me. If you've been there, I feel like most people would agree that it's just, it's not a matter of can women do it. It's a matter of should we do this? You know. Oh yeah. There's also the matter. I didn't even mention this, but there's like a psychological aspect here. When you're in combat, you're in a tick, or you're you know in contact, and somebody gets wounded, right? You don't. We all know as soldiers, you can't stop fighting, mm-hmm. right? You can't. The inclination might be like, oh. That's my friend. You know, I want to go. I want to go over here and help. But your inclination, that's not what you do. You know, you have a medic. You, you know, you, you may, you may apply some type of aid immediately, but then you got to get back in the fight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because if we're all dead, <laughs> there's nobody that can help fix my wounded friend with a woman psychologically. I think it would be difficult for a man because we have a natural like protective instinct. That's part of like the difference between men and women that we just talked about. There's like a, a lot of men, there's a protective instinct over women and children or, you know, what we feel like is a slightly weaker, you know, more innocent person, which right or wrong, that's just kind of imprinted in the male DNA, I think. But now you've got a a woman in combat who is now injured, you know, leg blown off, whatever, Mm -hmm. something terrible. And she's screaming. It's like, that is really, I feel like that would be tougher to deal with for the men of that platoon, then it would be one of their man, man friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, let I me ask you this. There's real, like, let that, me I ask you this. Cause I'm just, real. I'm just letting you speak your mind, but now I've, I've got to ask. Yeah. You've had people wounded that you serve with. Yes. And then you just said that you saw a female service member wounded stepping on an IED. Well, yeah. Did, was there, right. was there a difference in how the guys reacted to her being wounded versus. So them? when that, when the girl on that patrol, when she got blown up, I was kind of on the other side. I was always in weapon squad. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we're overwatching support a lot of the fire. times. That's right, man. Support by fire. We carry the heaviest, shit, but we got the best gun. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The 240. So a lot of times, you know, we were overwatching. So I wasn't right there when she got blown up. So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't really answer that, but I know I always thought about that. Like, cause we used to talk about this, you know, when we were, sitting on the side of a mountain. No, the same argument, the same thing that you're bringing up is the same thing I've heard like over multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And 
if you like, did any of the guys say that anybody acted different? That that people no, ran no. over there. No, and you're like, right. I don't really so, have any hard proof of knowing that that's how I would feel. Right. I just, so I've heard that before, and yeah. I'm wondering if that happened because I don't. Yeah. I I will I will say this like we well. Yeah, you know when I was going through Sears school, there's lots of things that they do to like screw with you mentally. And there was females in my SEER course going through and they did weigh heavily on them for certain aspects of things. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they did things that I am trying to tread lightly yeah. here, right. Sure. For what it is, but yeah, mentally it does play a little different toll on you. Yeah. But I, I don't think we reacted differently to it. If that's that makes any sense, that's but that's not a real world scenario. You always know in the back of your sure. mind, you're still going through training. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, uh, luckily I, I was never faced with that particular situation, but, and maybe, you know, and that's just one aspect. I mean, you know, I still think there's, there's so many problems overall. I don't think it would be a great idea. And like you said, I just wouldn't, if they, if, if somebody wants to do it, if a female out there wants to do it just to prove everybody wrong, like I get it, you know, I'm not mad at you, but I just, I wouldn't want my daughter or my wife or my sister on a mountain <laughs> with 10 guys like the kind of guys I served with. But know? at that point, I mean, they're grown women. Like, is that not their choice? Oh, yeah. To go no, do that? Fact, like, I, not that I would want my daughter doing it, right. but yeah. it's also their choice. Like, 100%. if they want to dive into that and if they're being allowed, like, let them, let them have at it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's a really interesting conversation. I mean, you know, because I'm, I'm an America first guy. I'm like a, you do what you want. You know what I mean? Like, I'm true, almost like libertarian. You know, mm-hmm. like, I am all about personal liberties and freedom. So I wouldn't want to be the person to say like, Hey, you can't do that. And I wouldn't, right. but I don't necessarily know if it's a good idea. I don't know so, if it would be success as successful as the tried and true, um, just throwing all of our men up front to go fight and die. You know, I feel like that's a, you know, that's a tried and true strategy, you know? So here's my thing. If it improves or keeps the fighting force equal, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Right, like military is designed to break, kill people. That's what it's supposed to do. Right, that's what it's there for. Yeah, it's not. It's not for hearts and minds. It's not for any of that. Now there is a little, you know, whatever you want to, but break, kill people. So if introducing women into combat arms and into soft units Mm -hmm. improves the force, have at it. Yeah. If it degrades it in any way, it weakens our national security and it shouldn't be done. But how can you measure that though? That's the thing. That's what they've been trying to do how for the last gonna, like umpteen years now. Yeah. That's what they've been trying to do for the last umpteen years. And there is, there is reports that we can, I think there was a famous one that came out from like the Marine infantry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, they're not performing. They're not doing well. I, I think I remember um, that. There's stuff like we talked about with him and I and the third ID that kind of came out that showed that it's not a good idea, but then you have other studies that say, Hey, it's okay. Yeah. It's like anything else, man. There's probably a perfect scenario where it could work and it would be a benefit to that unit and, you know, that everything would be good. But there's probably other situations where it could go just terribly wrong 10 different ways. So here's here's my thing. I I think the United States military is relying way too heavily on technology right now. I think we're relying way too heavy on tech. Like tech is needed, right? If we look at what's happening in the Ukraine war, they need tech. They need the drones. They need all to help them out and yeah. go into it. But at the end of the day, metal is going to meet meat and they're going to have to be able to maneuver under fire and go get to where they like somebody has to take that terrain. It doesn't yeah. matter the amount of bombs we drop from the sky, the amount of artillery we fire. Like, yeah, you got to get in there. You've got to be able to get in there. Yeah. And I, I think that we are moving 
far away from that and being like, look at this beautiful $50 billion aircraft right. that we just produced. Look at this autonomous like pilot free. Just I think we need to start pulling some money back from that. And it is important for us to have those stealth capabilities and all that crap. It's very important for us to have that. Yeah. But I still think if they took even a fraction of that money and invested it further and deeper into training, it would be better off. You said you got out of like 2012, right? Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys having ammunition shortages yes. for training back then? Yes. So when Bush was president, Right. Mm -hmm. and, and the war was raging. We had plenty of ammo to shoot all day long in training. Tons and tons of ammo. When Obama came in, we started noticing that ammo supply trickle off when it came to training. And it got so bad at one point. I want to say it was back in like 2011 or 2012 that we couldn't even get toilet paper for our battalion. Like we didn't even have Damn. the appropriate amount of funding to buy toilet paper for the toilets at the battalion. That's bad. That's bad. Bad. Yeah. So, but at the same time, we're developing these massive aircrafts. And it's like, look, if, if we have this amount of money for defense spending, we need to start putting it back into like no bullshit ground combat. Yeah. Real training, like, recruiting, get them out. In the, yeah. Get and get after it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think I had a couple questions for you after all that? Do you think like our military struggles as far as recruiting and, you know, meeting standards, do you think that's like a cultural thing? You think that's because as a culture, we've kind of become a little softer, a little, you know, a little more comfortable, I guess. I'm not even really sure how to say it, but our culture is definitely kind of, I feel like it's kind of degrading away from masculinity, you know, and it's a hundred percent degrading away. Yeah. So do you think so that like that could be a reason also why the army is having problems recruiting new people? Uh, or do you think it's because we don't have an active war going on too? So there's like a couple different things at play. You know, we've been in Afghanistan. Jesus Christ, we were there for so long. But we were know? still having like slight recruiting issues back towards the end of the war when yeah. it was going on. Granted, it had tapered down. Um, but it, it's not like it's a brand new issue under Joe Biden, right? No, like it's, it's, it's not, not a brand new issue under Biden. And the military's recruiting has kind of ebb and flowed mm -hmm. over the years as everything goes. Have you opened up TikTok and looked at... Uh, at, at any of the military videos on TikTok? Uh, military, like our military? Yeah. No, not really. So not, not soldiers good. now, well, soldiers, Marines, airmen, whoever, mm -hmm. now pulls out their phone and takes videos of all the bad that's happening in units and posts it, and it ends up going viral. So you can see oh, video no. after video after video of bad leadership mm -hmm. or of soldiers being, like, inappropriate or of of you know just insubordination like you name it and it's it's on there and i think that's what our youth is absorbing when yeah. it comes to it because it gets in their algorithm they like military videos and then that pops up and they're like mm, do you think like it's that. just giving them like a negative taste in their mouth before they would even consider mm -hmm. military service yeah i think that's part of it i think another another part of it have you seen some of the army's recruiting videos when it when it came to the the alphabet community the lgbtq community? i remember hearing something about it. So they're putting out videos like, and I, and again, when we look at base, cause we got to remember who the base is, right? They're like mm -hmm. the base of the military is conservative. Sure. It was yeah. that your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly conservative yeah. Yeah. folks. Definitely. Right? Yeah. So the base of Bud Light, not trying to bring up old news, but the base of Bud Light was very conservative and they lost yeah. sight of their base. Sure. You know, back before we joined, it was, you know, people running through the desert guns, shooting, the Marine video, a guy climbing a mountain and fighting a f dragon with a sword. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I crazy that shit. Commercial. That commercial right? was like bad. Crazy impactful shit of that's what I want to do. Yeah. Then they switched gears as of lately. And now it's, there was uh, a gal who was raised by two moms 
and she's telling the story of how she was raised by t- absolutely nothing to do with the military. Mm. And it's like animated cartoon type thing. Like, Hey, I'm a girl and I was raised by two moms and blah, 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 blah. And then when mm. I came into the army, I did this, this, and it's like, none of that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter. At and all. I think that's what's turning. I think that has a large part in do that's turning people away from the base. So people see that kind of advertising. They're just like, oh, so that's what you want. Like, you want those kinds of people. That's not right. me. So I shouldn't join. That's exactly who they're catering to when they yeah. make videos like that. That's who they're advertising to. And that's not speaking <sighs> to the conservative base that typically joins the military. What is this? Like, this is so like we're, we're like going off the military wagon here. But like, why? Why is everybody so obsessed with inclusion and like pandering that's all it is, is pandering, right? Like it's not, there's no way the, like you said with Bud Light and the army, I mean, these are huge, huge entities who have thousands of people, you know, working for them and telling them, you know, thinking about this and that. How are they so obsessed with this culture war and getting involved in, in all this stuff? Like what is the obsession? In the culture war? Yeah, well, like with, with every entity trying to show and like virtue signal Oh no, we're friends too. We're your friends too. It's just like, can't we just like do what you do? You're the army. You should you should be recruiting masculine people.